Hello, my friends. How's it going? It is well. And yourself, sir? I can't complain, but I probably will anyway. As, as you usually do. Indeed. It is, uh, it is August now. I know. Don't you just wish you could turn back time? And... I just don't know where the time went, if I'm being totally honest. I'm still mentally stuck in June. Like, I am not caught up. So you're in June? I'm, I'm still somewhere between, like, May and end of May. <laughs> I'm just... Just somewhere in May. You haven't yeah. really... Yeah, yes. I haven't really accepted that summer started. I was still kind of like, oh, spring. And then all of a sudden it became a million degrees and, and, and smoky. Just... Yeah, and then all the days blurred together at that point. So now it's all just one big hazy fun fest. I, That's yeah. the word we'll use. Yes, fun fest. That's the, uh, yeah, I wouldn't argue that. Yes, time just isn't working properly anymore, is it? No, no, it'd be nice to hop back, but then you risk screwing up the timeline. Yeah, all you gotta do is, like, step on a butterfly in Michigan, which I don't know why I'd be there in mid-May, but uh, it could happen if I go back in time. So, it's just so many other problems. Like, you get the Epsilon variant coming at that point, and then there's some sort of disruption of events in Saskatchewan, and next thing you know, the Yellowstone volcano erupts, all because you stepped on a leaf. I thought it was a butterfly. Well, the leaf might be a butterfly. I didn't look very closely, but I stepped on something. You stepped on something and ruined it all. Yep, that's why I'm in this timeline doing a podcast now. So uh, (laughs) be lucky I haven't done worse yet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, but I do enjoy the occasional time travel story. Oh, yeah, especially if it's, like, well put together and not totally melting your brain with why is this happening. But unfortunately, that's tough to do. Absolutely, well. Sometimes where it's not done right, it's crap. Well, that one TV show that really comes to mind for that was Legends of Tomorrow, which was, like, the... I don't even remember the channel name. CW, I think. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The CW, they did a bunch of those like superhero-esque TV yeah. shows. Well, they started with The Flash, and they had their time travel elements because he's the speedster, but then they did Legends of Tomorrow, which was all time travel all the time, and every episode was its own individual year, and something zany and crazy happened where it's like first they're disco dancing in the 70s and then the Hindenburg's blowing up in the next episode and then they're talking to their old versions of themselves the next episode and I'm pretty sure like half the cast on that show from season one is pretty much just gone because it's like huh this is a goddamn mess I haven't watched since season one so I don't know how much of a mess it even is at this point yeah, I've never I heard of it and I know it exists, but I also heard that it was kind of a mess. So I I never bothered to watch it. I it came out around the time that I was kind of getting over those those things cuz I'd watched like Green Arrow. And oh, then sure. I watched quite a bit of The Flash. I think I watched about four or five seasons of The Flash. I did see the like the early time time travel-esque stuff that they did in The Flash, but I didn't 
Uh, then I kind of got bored of it and I dropped it. Shortly after after that point, it just felt repetitive and that we were just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Just well, how this just Time travel is like such a huge concept and everybody loves to dabble with it, but it's mostly just like whimsical fantasies to be like, what if these present day heroes ended up at the time of the World War I Treaty of Versailles signing or something like that, where there's not really any sort of continuity or reason for shit happening. It's just, hey, this no. is cool. Make it happen. Yeah, and it's just weird. I, I found... And I, I mean, it's been years, so the, the Avengers, no spoiler, things should be gone. But I found that in the Avengers, when they use time travel, it was just be, for the sake of it. It was just their way of fixing things. There was no, like, thought put into it. It was just like, well, how do we get out of this really shitty situation? Well, we'll time travel and not be in it. Oh, yeah. Like, they kind of set it up with Ant-Man, but at the same time, it was just like, oh, yes, we need quantum entanglement to do time travel because cool. It yeah. very much was just a god in the machine moment to be like, how are we supposed to undo half the universe being wiped from existence? Yeah, and it was just, it was their way, and that's, it was their way of just getting out of it, and that's what annoys me. There's a lot of stuff uses time travel in a sense of I'm just going to do it because then it will revert the mess I've painted, the mess I've made for myself. The, the writers painted themselves in a corner like, well, we can't get out of this without going back and <clears throat> reversing everything we did. So we're going to need to write in time travel. Uh, yeah. Well, it's such a huge thing, too. Everybody thinks that, oh, yeah, it's a kill switch for any problem you have. But again, you need to write it well. And... That was one of those movies I remember watching in theaters was the third Men in Black, where it was like, oh, yeah, we have time travel. And now we get to look at young Agent K and the way they set it up, you think, OK, it's just going to be another corny time travel movie. But they actually put a fair bit of thought into it and actually made things line up pretty decently. And by the end of it, they managed to basically reset the timeline to what it's should have been in a sense with a few minor changes and it also had a bit of an emotional punch too because agent j ends up seeing things that he didn't know about back in the present day that basically put some pieces together and it's like oh shit this is pretty cool and it just makes yeah. the relationship with agent k a little more solid because of that it really is kind yeah. of a shame we didn't get a fourth movie after also, in saying that, Men in Black International was a. Uh, it was nice to see that they didn't come back for that and get the franchise killed. <laughs> it was a thing, Men in Black International. We don't need to go into much more details. I was about to say we don't need to talk about that one. <laughs> Excellent. We're both thinking the same thing. Yes. Uh, stick with the original that. three. Yeah, stick with the original three. And we're good. Just pretend that that never happened. The, um, I just watched The Tomorrow War a few weeks ago, the, the, the new movie on Prime. They didn't oh, yeah. do bad on time travel. It was pretty cool. That one was less about going back and going for, instead of they, they went forward to, to end a war. Oh, um, fair enough. So that, that was a cool concept. It was more like, hey, our future screwed. Um, so we're going to need your, so we're going to need bodies to come fight a war for with with us while we try to solve it or else 
everything you have now will be gone in like in the next 20 years uh, because there were these aliens that nobody knew where they came from uh, that were trying to wipe out the human race. Wow. That sounds like a pretty interesting concept, actually. Yeah, I like the idea that we went ahead instead of back, and then they were there was not really they were purposely trying to change it, but oh, not by sure. changing it, being like, "Oh, I need to redo all this stuff." It was more like, "No, things are going really bad here, so we're gonna bring you guys up into the future to help to help hopefully solve it." It's got like Chris Pratt in it and whatnot. It's it's pretty good. It, it, it's it's definitely not one of those ones that you'd be like, oh, I should go to the theater to see you, but it's one of those ones that, oh, it's a, I'm already paying for Prime when you watch it. Like, that, that was fun. It, it's a good show. It's there a good movie. Go. Nice yeah. reversal on the typical Terminator formula. Yeah. Terminator's, though, an interesting concept, too, though, because that one's a lot of time travel. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the concept of that, too, where the bad guys are travel to try and fix the timeline and by fix it we mean screw it up even more and then the humans have to go and stop them from doing that and it becomes its own entire mess where they just do everything in their power and go back to multiple points to be like yo robot men you're not allowed to do that yeah because that one was interesting because of that because of all that stuff and then like you said the robots come it's not the good guys trying to fix stuff. It's the it's the bad guys trying to go and make things even worse. Oh yeah. Although Which it definitely is- got stuck in its own tracks when it got to like the third movie. But uh, yeah. we don't need to remember any Terminator movies after the second one anyway. <laughs> nope. No, I have seen the ones after the second one. I as well. <laughs> Not usually by choice. Sometimes I'm with family who decides that this is what they would like to watch. And I'm like, I don't think you know what you're picking, but all right. Yeah. I haven't seen Dark Fate yet, but I've heard enough people talk about it to the point where it's my interest is a bit negative. It's a so, bit not, 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 not happening. Well, with how much of a mess Terminator Genesis was from five years ago, too, it's kind yeah. of just like, you know what? This franchise has kind of run its course. It needs to be redone from the ground up if you want to save it. Yeah, at this point, it's just been overdone, and they just keep being like, "Well, what if the, what what if we had Terminators do this?" It's, it's yeah. the same thing that they do every time, but there's different people there. Well, it, someday maybe James Cameron will finish making all the Avatar sequels and come back and do a proper treatment. <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen in our lifetime. James Cameron's gonna have to be a, become immortal or something, or go. Maybe back he'll to use time. time travel for himself just to <laughs> refix things. Go tell his past self, "Hey, if we're gonna do Avatar two, um, this is what you're gonna need." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of promising and delaying, just just tell everyone like twenty twenty seven. Or here's one: have or, him write. The Terminator 3, like the proper Terminator 3 script, which actually follows up 2 in a way that doesn't suck. And then just go back in time to like, I don't know, 2005 James Cameron and be like, yo, here's a finished script for a good Terminator 3. (laughs) Don't spend it in one place. There you go. Get that shit released before you do 10 Avatar movies. Yeah, 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 true. Get that out. 
launch everything, then you'll get the funding for Avatar 1 through however many. Right. I can't remember. How many does he want again? Five? They're, they've got five planned, and from my understanding, yeah. it's an alternating schedule where it's like one year's an Avatar movie, the next one is a Star Wars sequel, sequel trilogy movie, and then... I thought we were done with that. I thought we did the sequel, sequel... Oh, we did the sequels, but now they want to do the sequels. Well, 10, 11, and 12. I don't know what they're going to make it about, but... Well, hell, Star Wars is dabbling in time travel now, so maybe they'll fuck around with, like, the Black Room from the Rebels TV show to be like, yo, we're going to go do some fun adventures. They could go back in time? Well, they can go to multiple points in the timeline, but But then again, they don't. They can go back in time? And fix the Disney Christmas special. Or not uh, the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. Well, they can do the Disney Lego one while they're at it, too. Exactly. See? Right. Like, they should, what they should do for the next Star Wars, if they're not going to do time travel, Lego Star Wars. Right. Just like... Do 10, 11, 12 in Lego. Oh, but here's, here's the part that's going to make it work. Have no voices... Have them just be the Lego grunts from like the early video games where they're just waltzing around like Exactly. And then and just have lightsabers. Exactly. Well, that's all you fucking need, really, to get a successful draw. Well, you just gotta write Star Wars on it and green crayon and put it in theaters and you've got yeah, a winner. As long as you have the title card with the music, you're pretty much guaranteed some success. Yep, that's all you need. We sh- if you could go back in time. You could get in on that project to make a ton of money. Yeah. Well, they're already right. doing it with Star Trek with like the Discovery TV show. So yeah, that'll be yeah, my calling Discovery, in life. Um, Discovery did a little bit of a time leap, actually. Yeah, they did a bunch of time continuum stuff, but I haven't really seen enough yeah. of the show to know what's going on I'm there. Pretty kind of a thing. I'm a few episodes behind on three. But yeah, they they did a like they did a jump between like they did like dimensional jumps, but then they did uh, end of season two. They jump forward in time. Um, I can't remember how many years, but quite a bit, like close to it, close to or if not a thousand years. I believe that from what I've been hearing from people. Just to see, just yeah, in order to save the current world, when they kind of show up into this, what is now, and they're they're kind of like, well, this is a lot of shit. Something, some, some stuff went went down when we were gone, uh, and then they they're kind of going around trying to fix, not trying to fix the timeline or anything, but just trying to help out because now they've got an actual advanced warship that doesn't need the standard fuel. They they they, they can make their jumps differently. That was the whole point of discovery. Oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But it uh, it wasn't bad. It, it is it is quite an entertaining. Uh, show i preferred the first season second season was all right and the third the third season kind of got brought it back to more of the first but the second season they were very like hinting that we were going to do this some type of leap and they were trying to introduce the concepts of different dimensions and different times and the ability to time travel and it was kind of a lot to take in so now that that's done you're just like oh okay now we're just going to go about doing the normal stuff and trying to help the galaxy well, that's kind of cool that they can ground things a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of nice to see that we weren't d- destined to just forever be 
caught in this loop of, well, we have time travel, so now we're just going to continuously use it to fix all of our problems. Or even better, we have time travel, so we're going to use it to have fashion statements like they did with Umbrella Academy. I forgot about Umbrella Academy, but yeah. yeah. Season that one... two, just all 60s all the time. It's like, okay, I mean, it's kind of cool, but also in saying that, it's... Um, <laughs> it's the yeah. I mean, yeah. really, that whole thing is sort of built around time travel and dimensional jumps and stuff, the way they've been framing things like the first season was definitely a lot more focused on vanya being like oh you don't have powers but just kidding you do but now they're really starting to get into it where they have their bureau of dimensional correction and it's like hmm this has potential that was the i dropped that after season one i watched season one season two came out and a bunch of people i know got excited about it and I, i had zero interest i was like oh it oh, lost a lot of its luster from the first season, I would say, because a lot of the stuff they did with the character development with uh, your Klauses and your Fives being super interesting, like really Five being a teenager who's actually a 60-year-old who can travel through time and space and has a mannequin for a wife. Like, oh, it's yeah. just so goddamn zany, but he was so, he absolutely killed it. So I was kind of disappointed to see they didn't, like, keep some of that going into season two because it was a whole lot more procedural where it's like, we need to get out of the 60s, but we also like it here. So maybe we'll wait a few episodes. Oh, okay. That's unfortunate that that's how it turned into. Yeah. But, yeah, because the first season was quite a little bit all over the place. But yeah, and then that was part of the reason why I dropped it, not because I like the procedural stuff, but because... It was a lot to keep up with, and then I kind of just forgot about the whole show in general. It was one of those things that it didn't, it, did, it didn't hit. It just was, oh, that was cool. And then two days later, oh, yeah, I watched that, I, I guess. Yeah, well, I actually ended up watching the first season like a few weeks before two came out. So then it was pretty fresh in my mind when the second season popped up, and I was like, okay, yeah, I remember that was a thing. I watched the first season within like a month of it first being released. And then I watched, uh, then I never even watched season two because that was about a year after the fact. Yeah. Well, it's on track to become even more zany because they're setting up season three to be like an alternate timeline due to some of the stuff they changed when they were in 1963. So now they have to face themselves, except it's like totally different people because the Academy went through a different phase after what they did. So it's going to be an interesting season maybe, but I don't know. We'll see when it happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That sounds um, interesting. So it's weird to see what they changed up. Uh, I think the show was called Fringe that I watched years ago. They did a bit an interesting concept around time and all that. They did, um, they had two timelines going simultaneously during, what, I think, season three. And oh, they, wow. and, and then the way that they would be able to tell who was um, from which timeline is you ask them significant questions. So, like, in our timeline, we all know that 9-11 happened, the Twin Towers fell, and the Pentagon was hit. Well, in yeah. Fringe, there was the, our timeline, and then the other timeline, it was what, what building was destroyed uh 
like what happened nine eleven and in their timeline, the Pentagon never got hit, the towers never fell, but the White House was destroyed. Oh, interesting. The White House and Congress were destroyed. So they changed up key events in human history and they're like, okay, so he's from timeline B and we're from A because in his mind, the the event major events in history played out this way. And in our timeline, major events in history played out as we know it. Huh. That, was, that was interesting. It kind of got a little bit cool. convoluted. It was a good show for the most part, but it never finished. It just kind of dropped dead at the end. I think season three was the last. And oh, Rady following, and then it just gone with the wind. It just never happened. It's just never, never anything further. Hmm. Which happens to quite a few. Like Terra Nova was another good one where. I really like that one where everybody, the world is collapsing from the environment, overpopulation, and war, and a whole bunch of problems that humans have created. So a large group of people, in order to save humanity, go back to the time of the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. And that was so cool, but it it cost them so much money to make. Well, no (laughs) wonder you're doing time travel from the future plus frickin' dinosaur CGI. Like, there's no way your budget isn't through the roof and then so. Budget was insane. There, I think, like, an episode, I gotta find this out, because an episode of Terra Nova cost Fox so much money that even though the show is considered a a complete success. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that sounds like one of those shows they really should have just bumped to HBO to be like, hey, this is really good shit, but we don't have the budget to hold on to them. You want it? The pilot for Terra Nova itself was 10 to $20 million. And and every episode averaged a $4 million price tag. And 13 episodes. So it cost them so much money. And then they... Like they had to kill it. It was it was a complete success, and they were starting to get a cult following. Like people loved it. Oh yeah, it was 2011, and they were just like boxes. Like, no, it, we can't justify spending this much money because I think they didn't even break even. I think that they still came out in the red, even though ratings were pretty good. Like any other show would have been, it would have kept going. It would have been deemed a big success. Oh yeah, it really does sound like it. Well, it's too bad. Maybe there's a timeline where that Terra Nova show continued. Maybe. I know that at one point um, Amazon was trying to pick it up because they picked up season one. They were trying to get the rights to make season two, but I'm pretty sure that they just decided that the cost was still going to be too much. Well, that's funny considering they took on a Lord of the Rings TV show with a billion dollar budget behind it. I know. It's ridiculous. Or it's then like... They, uh, yeah, it's like, it's, give it a chance, man. You might have a huge hit with Terra Nova. Actually, you will have a huge hit with Terra Nova. You probably Much more would. of a hit, I, anyway, than the freaking Discovery Channel show from, like, 2006, where you have a team of people going back in time, saving dinosaurs and making a freaking zoo in the present day. <laughs> I cannot for the life of me remember what that show is called. I, I might have hallucinated the whole thing, he but it was the same did. shit. <laughs> That yeah, was probably a really weird dream. But I know that, uh, I think that their other problem too in Amazon was when they wanted to pick it up, it was like 2019. Oh, like, yeah. Given the rumors were going around, it was like 2018, 2019 that they were going to take on season two. And like the show came out in 2011. 
I think that they were kind of like, uh, it's like, yeah, it was a success, but how many people just moved on and aren't going to be interested anymore? I mean, fair enough. But in saying that, there's a chance that you could reignite the interest too. Because if you have like a season two or what have you, where it's like a hard sort of reset for things to be like, oh yeah, it's been a hot minute since the last thing. And our cast has changed up because events have gone on and people have died or whatever explanation you want to have. Like you could make it work. It's just you need smarts to do it. But yeah, in any case. I mean, like, there's all that other type of stuff. But, like, my all-time favorite, time travel rendition. And you've heard me say it more times than not. (laughs) An anime called Steins Gate. It's absolutely brilliant with what they do do with time travel there. Basically, I'll give a quick rundown without trying to spoil anything. But it's about a group of college students that figure out how to time travel using a microwave and a cell phone and a computer. That's an odd combination. It is, but it's, it's super cool. It was written. So like that, that this is like, it's kind of like how like Microsoft made computers in a garage. These guys are making a time machine in a flat, like just in like a shitty Tokyo apartment. In the beginning like for the whole show, the concept is you can't send matter back. They try to send a banana back in time and it just turns into green goo. Oh, nice. They, they, so they need to figure out how to send matter back. And, but that that's decades of study. But they figured out that, okay, I can't send matter back, but I can send data back. So they can send text messages to themselves. Ah. So they'll, they'll, they'll do the text, they'll hook it up to the microwave computer time machine thingy, and then they'll set on the microwave how far back they want it to go. And then it'll send it back that in time. And then it, it's not so much like, oh, I'm going to do some grand stuff, like you said, like, like show up or like change major history. It's like, they're just playing around with it. It's like, hey, can you... Uh, tell so and so this in the past so that this comes out and happen. Um, and then they start kind of getting into more serious stuff, where, like when one girl's like, Hey, my dad died in a plane crash. Can you send him a text and tell him not to fly on the plane that day? And ah. that kind of stuff. And then there's all these people walking around, and like as the show continued more and more suspicious people started showing up and then eventually you find out that oh there's there's like a company that's been studying time travel for years and anybody who gets who they figure out is starting to figure starting to also study it they kill and eliminate um so as it goes on what 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 they're time traveling for about now becomes more like shit so and so just died text this person so that they can try to, so that they know to save them. And it's just, it's a mess. And then it, like eventually, because the other concept too in it is there's a, infinite timelines. And then they create a way to dictate what timeline you're on. So it's like, it, it's a bunch of numbers. And then you got to line up the numbers to what it was. So they write down what the original timeline was. 
and then as they're hopping, they, they they'll wake up and he'll he'll look over because he won't realize he's in a different timeline. The main character will look and check the numbers, like, oh shit, we 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 made a jump. We're now something has drastically changed. So now the course of history is is different. And then eventually he has to reset it all back. But they change so many little things that he has to undo that by the end of it, oh, like yeah. the big kill at the end, you completely forgot because he has to go all the way back. So by the time he's completely, but by the time you figure out the last few steps that he has to take, the actual character himself figures out what he has to do. And both of you kind of like have like this, oh shit moment at the same time. So as you're watching this, you're like, oh fuck. Huh. I totally nice. forgot. And then the character's having the same kind of reaction. He's like, oh God, I have to go and do that. Like, wow. it, it's so good. The way that they tell it. And then there's like a Steins Gate Zero, which is the sequel of it in a way. Uh, oh, where sure. where he go, where it's the same people, but eventually they figure out like how to send human matter back in time and like people like by building a giant machine. Uh, but the whole concept was like, you, we need to avoid World War Three because if, if it gets out that we know how to time travel, this company knows how to time travel, the governments of the world are going to want their hands on it. Yeah. A- Steins Gate Zero follow, follows a time where they didn't get off the timeline where everybody figures out about time travel and World War Three happens. So it's about them then trying to then reverse a bunch of other stuff. But it, it's told so well. Like, it's just, like, the whole concept of, like, oh, I can't send matter back in time. And, like, the how, like, early stages, not to, like, hey, I figured out how to send things back in time. Step into my giant laboratory machine. It's, like, I've got a, I've got a banana, I've got a microwave, and I've got a cell phone, and we've got this semi-decent computer. Mm-hmm. We figured out something we shouldn't have. Let's have some fun. And then it's, like, oh, shit, we're in way over our head. We've got to fix this. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting concept when shows and stuff go through the idea of the future fucking up the past in a way, like what you're sort of explaining with Steins Gate later on in the series. And that's actually one of my favorite movies that I really do have to rewatch at some point is Looper, where it's the same idea of the time travel is outlawed because it has so many dire consequences but the future people who figured out how to utilize time travel just have one point in the past essentially set up where they just send people that they want to get rid of and then younger versions of a lot of those people just work as hitmen taking these people out and in some cases they basically have to kill themselves and of course there's the main character who has to kill himself when he comes back, but then he can't do it, so the guy escapes. And then he finds out that the future version of himself is about to kill the crime syndicate leader in the future, and then he has to go through all these motions to try and still kill his future self without being caught by his organization, who is like, you betrayed your objective, so therefore we're going to hunt you down and kill you. And then when you get to the end of the show, after both future version of the character and the present day version of the character converge on one moment where it's like, oh shit, so this is how the crime syndicate got born. This is how everything got so fucked up. 
And then he has that moment in his head where he's just thinking about, yeah, we're just going to keep ending up in this cycle. It's just going to keep getting fucked up. But there is one way to change it. And then he has to go through with it. And it's just like, holy shit, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, but those are the best times. It's it's when you, if you're going to do time travel and if you're going to do it right, you, you need that like, oh shit moment. Like, like that moment that like, all of like the weird, annoying, or not even annoying, but all the like little things that they've done, everything comes back and it's all like, oh, it's all connected. And this is how, and this is how what it will result into. Well, having a person from the future come back and drastically alter the timeline in that way too. And there's actually another pretty cool scene in there where a different character lets the future version of himself go and then he gets captured by the organization and they like mutilate him in like a pod or something. And then the future version of himself starts seeing these mutilations on himself to the point where he's basically just like a stump crawling up to the door, begging for them to stop. And then of course somebody comes out and shoots him and it's like, whoa, this is not something you see in many of a time travel movie. No, no, you don't. Like I said, a lot of times, it's very rare that you see something based solely around time travel, where it's more, and the, when it's solely based around it, they have to work harder to make the concept work. Where in a lot of cases, it's just a means to fix things. It's just like it's a convenient way to write write yourself out of a corner. Oh, for sure. Or it's just like a style points type thing. Yeah, or it's not. Or it's like, look, we we now have time travel too, and it's just like, oh. But you didn't do it right. You just kind of just threw it in there. Like it doesn't fit. Like at no point have you ever hinted on it. Have you ever set anything up? Have you ever done anything with it? It's just here it is. Now we can do it. And everyone's just like cool. Oh yeah. Awesome. Well, that's Where- the whole thing with Back to the Future, I find too, because that's a movie series I absolutely love, but they absolutely oh. do not touch on consequences of the timeline in any sort of way. It's just everything is the same when he goes back, except now Biff is being manhandled by his parents and he has the Gucci life set up. And it's like, hmm, that's an awfully lucky outcome for you. Yeah, that was, I really liked Back to the Future. The DeLorean was a cool time machine. Like, I liked all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was, it was very unconsequential. It was just like, we're going to do things. We're just going to. Yeah, we're going to have fun and not care too much about, well, it was one part fun and well, then Doc, one part, Doc, oh Doc shit. Say something will go wrong, but he never said what. He was like, don't do anything too much. Yeah. Anyway, he always kind of hinted that, the, that there could be consequences, but then he just went off and was a rambling idiot anyway. Pretty much. I feel like they kind of explored that a little more with like the spinoff that is Rick and Morty. Not really a spinoff, but it's they definitely go into more of that yeah but rick and morty in its own sense is something else i i thoroughly enjoy it i think it's hilarious i that's more dimension and planet hopping they do do time travel from time to time well the szechuan sauce episode was like a simulation (laughs) of the past in the sense and that was a pretty fun one yeah and but it caused a lot of weird things in the yeah well, there's definitely many time 
lines that they had to abandon just because of how wrong things went. Like season well, yeah. one was absolutely amazing for that, where it's like, oh yeah, we have to completely just jump yeah. timelines, kill this version of ourselves, and then just blend in for the rest of the series. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, no, I like I was trying to say the Sess one episode caused a lot of weird things to happen in real life. Oh, it a really lot did. Of Twitter and all the social medias were quite hilarious with the weird videos of people at McDonald's losing their minds over over it. Oh yeah. Well the Rick and Morty fan base is uh what's there's no polite way to put it, a raging dumpster fire. And yeah. it really does show when you have those moments. Like, how long was Pickle Rick a thing in terms of just the internet sphere of influence? Far too long. It was an Far interesting thing for maybe... A couple days. I'll give it three days. Oh, yeah. It's like, no. It was almost like the current... like The, the, uh, the trend that just ended with uh, the family memes from the Fast and the Furious movie. Oh, yeah. That was a bit more longevity. Like, they were good for a couple uh, of weeks, and then they just completely... I'd say, like, a week solid. And then after that, just like, oh, my God, every third thing I see on the internet is just something, something, but it's not as strong as family, and it's just like, I get it. But I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be surprised if Fast and Furious franchise itself tried to get that meme viral. Because man, did that make good publicity? Because everybody was talking about it, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, Fast Fast Nine's coming out. I, I might want to go see that, or or I should watch the old ones and then go and then get uh, watch the new one soon and all that stuff." So, and people were reminded, but I don't know how they got from stealing shitty TVs to where they are now. Well, you know, Fast and Furious Ten is probably going to have to incorporate time travel in some way because they've completely run out of gimmicks. Like they literally sent a car to space, so there's not many things left they can do. You know, there's only really two options: time travel or go to the bottom of the sea in a car. Pretty much, or go even further into space than you already did. But that's going to be an even bigger budget. Far, far away that that for Star Wars is exactly. They'll just have to do a crossover. Well, I heard the rumors they want to do a crossover between Jurassic World and Fast and the Furious. I 100% (laughs) believe that to be a thing someone thought of. I support it. I think it'd be hilarious. It would just be them driving in muscle cars away from T-Rex and Raptors. Christ, well, then they really could incorporate some of the memes, too. Like, one of the big ones early on was like, no, Dom, you can't face down the T-Rex. It's like, a T-Rex is strong, but not as strong as family. Exactly. I I gotta work on my Vin Diesel impression, but it's still... It was all right. I'll give it, like, a six. Perfect. Well, that's pretty much half of Vin Diesel's filmography summed up, so I'll work with that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they really could, and it would, I don't know, I think it'd be hilarious. But yeah, it, it's either going to be time travel, dinosaurs, or under the sea. Yeah. Professor Furious. Absolutely hyped, not hyped either way. I mean, they'll probably end up just doing all three, and we'll just get 10, 11, and 12. There you go. I mean, ten, yeah, I think they were like 11. 10, ten maybe dinosaurs. 11 probably under the sea and then you know what they'll end with time travel and then they'll they'll go back to the start of it all 
and then be like, this is a simpler time when we just stole shitty electronics. Right. Well, that'd be a pretty decent way to close off the series. So if anybody Uh-oh. over at that studio is listening to us right now, make sure you're taking notes. And if you are taking notes and go with our idea, uh, hit us up for some uh, more advice and maybe some money. Exactly. <laughs> We're available for consultation on the matter. Only bad ideas, though. I don't know. I think at this point, we're only good ideas when it comes to Fast. Only the best bad ideas for Fast and Furious. The memes will be great. And I mean, that's really what they're after at this point. Oh, they would have to be. Like, that's what your series is now, so you might as well roll the dice on it. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I've got nothing else to talk about. We can go back in time and restart this whole thing, but... uh, yeah, That's do fine. some other TV show watching and be like, hey, yeah, this is a thing we're going to add. <laughs> yeah, but until next time, um, we're the Cult of Culture podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Cult of Culture podcast, the Cult of Culture EP1. Um, there you can do countless homework. And uh, homework for the week is uh, tell us about a time you want to travel back to just for the yeah. hell of it. Yeah, that's some, that, that, that's good homework. What what time would you want to go back to town? Hmm. Just just before twenty twenty to warn us all about the virus. Well, either that or probably before the start of World War One, just to see how badly I can alter the timeline by stopping that. Wow, you um, yes, you have I'm, big aspirations. I'm feeling altruistic, even though I know the minute I go back to my own time year whatever it's gonna be totally different and we'll have like five world wars because of what i did probably but hey you know it's worth it just for the research purposes i would just go back in time to the year that the patriots lost the super bowl to the giants and bet a shit ton of money on the giants winning that game ah there you go you have much more modest aspirations than i do yeah, it's not, but just discerning and finds not very modest at all. I just if you actually bet on that or go back to the start of that entire season and say the Giants would win it all. Oh yeah. <laughs> you would have made off of that. I would have thrown everything I had at it and walked away with millions. There you go. You would have been this timeline's Biff Tannen. It would have, yeah. Or I would have went back and put everything I had in Bitcoin before it blew up, or you know, just hopped on those meme stocks. There you go. You would have been Biff Tannen and Jeff Bezos. Exactly. I can dream. Yeah, dare to dream. Yeah, but until next week, this is Culture Culture Podcast, and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, y'all have a good one.